This whole CPP, APP thing, you're getting it from both sides right now. You know, it's re- like the head of the organization that manages the pension, the pension plan fund delivered a pitch to business leaders in Calgary today. He says, stick with the CPP. There's other people telling you, you got to maybe think a little more adventurous and go with the APP. So I guess the question that I'm asking is, can we please set some ground rules for this debate? I'd like to get it fair and even from everybody. But joining us to talk about this is the founding partner from Meredith Bosenkuhl Policy Advisors, Ken Bosenkuhl, who joins us on the show. Hi, Ken. Hey, good afternoon. Hey, listen, so the, the ground rules for this thing, first and foremost, how, how do you see this whole thing? Uh, well, I see a government in Alberta jumping up and down saying we're going to leave and take a whole bunch of money. And I see the government in Ottawa jumping up and down and saying, no, you're not. Yeah. And I see the administrators jumping up and down saying that's crazy. And I see, I just see a whole bunch of people that are, are many, many miles apart. So the question is, how do we, how do we, well, a lot of them don't want to bring people together, but if we want to have a real debate about this, we're going to have to settle on, on some sort of process or some sort of number to have a proper discussion about what it is this thing means for people. Well, see, this is where I get confused is because I'm, I don't know who to believe. So how do we try to, like, setting some ground rules for this whole debate, like, how do, where do we even start, Ken? So, uh, again, I, I wrote a piece on this in the Globe and Mail the other day. I think there's a couple different ways we can do this. Okay. We can leave it to the... We can leave it to the politicians to argue. Uh, we can leave it to the experts to argue, or we can get the federal government to change the legislation and make it clear. But none of those things in and of themselves are going to settle this matter. What's going to settle this matter at the end of the day, and we know this is going to happen, is this is all going to go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is going to have to rule on what the effective rules are. And that'll take, if we leave things go the way they are now, that'll take four, five, six, seven, maybe 10 years. But, and that's what I wrote in my piece, there's another way to do this. And we've just experienced it. You know, the Alberta government and a couple other governments went to the Supreme Court on, on, the, uh, on the, what, what Jason Kenney called the No More Pipelines Act and said, give us, give us the street goods and what this really means. And so I think what, we, what the Alberta government and the federal government should do is go together to the Supreme Court and say, give us a pre-ruling, give us a, give us an advanced ruling on what you think the rule should be, because the Alberta government respects the Supreme Court, the federal government respects the Supreme Court, they're kind of the referees in this game, and they're going to be called in eventually, so why don't we just call them in early? So why won't somebody do this? <laughs> like, they just don't want to hear no or yes so quickly? Well, I, 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 think, I think this probably will get done. Um, if if the federal government thinks Alberta is serious about moving forward, and I think there's an open question about how serious they are, right. I think I think they're going to get there. Um, you know, I think the federal government may be looking at the polling in Alberta and saying, well, this doesn't quite have enough support, so this government's not really going to move forward. So why would we why would we take this seriously? Um, but I think if if you know Jim Dinning does his job and other people do their job and and show why this is a good idea. Um, at some point, someone's going to say, well, we do really need ground rules. And, you know, as Trevor Toome and many other people have written, the legislation today is not at all clear. Right. And so, you know, the Supreme Court weighing in seems to me to be the right, uh, you know, the right white. And, they don't wear white and black stripes. But in this case, they might want to wear white and black stripes and just be the referee. The, the other thing, too, and we just had the announcement last week where the federal government said, OK, we'll try to get you a number. It seemed to be okay with the Alberta government. Is this the start of what I would call maybe sensible negotiations? 
Well, or no. <laughs> I think I think that the Alberta government said we welcome a number, but that's easy to say in theory. Sure. We'll see what they we'll see what they say when the actual number comes and we'll see what they say about the actual way it was calculated. Um, you know, they can say we'd welcome a number as long as it's close and then, you know, they can say out loud we welcome the number and say in their own head as long as it's close to what we have um and we're going to be back in the same boat where we're going to be arguing about whose number is correct and again i just think i just think the referees are going to have to step in eventually they're eventually going to adjudicate this so why don't we just call them in early and there's a process by which which the federal government or the provincial government could do it so i would say alberta should alberta should do the reference case like they did in bill c69 you know alberta and a couple other provinces initiated the review of that law and they came back and Alberta got largely what they wanted from that, from that judicial review. And so, you know, Daniel Smith jumped up and down with glee when that ruling came out. So she's well placed to do a reference case herself. Some people think this is just being done by the province to try to, you know, spook the rest of the country into thinking that we've got more power, whether or not we have it or not, I guess remains to be seen. But are you viewing this as nothing more than good old-fashioned politicking, or do you think we're actually going to get down to business here? Well, you know, I was. I there's a guy you may have heard of uh, named Stephen Harper that I wrote a letter with back in 2001. Yes, calling for Alberta to step outside of the pension plan. I think you know there's there's very few things Ottawa does that Alberta couldn't do better. I happen to think that uh, our own pension plan is a good idea. But I think there's also good arguments to do it, and there's terrible arguments to do it. And we should make sure we're using the good arguments to do it. We should not make up numbers to sell this idea to Albertans. We should be straight up with them. And if we're going to go to a referendum, we should have we should have those rules clarified by the Supreme Court. So, so I think there's a good argument to do this. I, you know, I, I'm I don't want to get inside the head of our provincial politicians and say, are you doing this? as a negotiating strategy for the electricity regulations and the you know oil and gas cap. There's a lot of stuff coming out of Ottawa these days. Is this a negotiating strategy or not? I, I My own view is, as a standalone policy, an Alberta pension plan is a good idea. So if that's what we want to do, then I think there's a much more sensible debate. If we're just doing this to throw barbs at the rest of the country, I'm not sure that that's all that helpful. Hey, listen, we've been receiving some text messages. Can I throw a couple at you to get your thoughts sure. on it? Okay, here's one, for, here's one from Faith who says, it, it uh, would be nice to have a public list with two columns, one side CPP, one side APP, and for each column list benefits, non-benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Why is that a good idea? Why is it a bad idea, et cetera, et cetera? Your thoughts on that coming from Faith? I think the, I think the reason why Alberta should have its own Alberta pension plan is because we have a younger population, we have a, war, a wealthier population, and we have a population that has a higher labor force participation. In other words, a higher percentage of Albertans are working than people in other provinces. As a result of those three things, Alberta is paying for pensions, paying for pensions for people outside of the province more than they're paying for pensions for people inside of the province. We're sending for about $4 billion outside of the province every year to pay for pensions outside of Alberta. And I just think we should keep that money in Alberta. 
And so I could write up a, I could write up a column and say, you know, these are the reasons why we should do it. Um, because we have a younger population, we have a higher labor force participation. Now, other people say, well, who knows if that's going to continue? And I'm like, well, I'm an optimist. I believe Alberta is the best place in the country to live. And I believe with good public policy, we can continue some of those advantages. So let's bring it here and give us another incentive to have good public policy in Alberta. So those are those are the reasons I think we should do it. Okay. Um, but there's arguments against it as well. I mean, the biggest argument for me is is if the government of Alberta says we're going to bring this big chunk of money into Alberta to invest in the oil and gas industry when we're already overexposed to the oil and gas industry, that would be catastrophically stupid. So the idea that we want an Alberta pension plan to have a bigger pot of money to invest in things the Alberta government wants to invest in is, a, is an idea not to do this. So, you know, I think there's good good reasons to do it, and there's good reasons not to do it. Another one from Kelly who said only a ham brain moron should be confused over this. Uh, I don't know if he's referring to me or not, but anyway, our government has lost their damn mind, period. CPP is one of the best performers in the world. Our premier is taking her uh, peeing match with Ottawa far too far. Uh, you know, don't be confused by her BS. Your thoughts on that? Well, I happened to be in the Alberta government in the late 1990s when the CPBIB was being set up. Right. And I happened to remember receiving phone calls from people setting up the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board saying, hey, you guys have something with the Heritage Fund there and you have a, a little company or a little government-owned entity that manages all the funds in there and, and you've done a great job of keeping political interference out of it. Can you come and tell us how you set that up so we can set up the CPBIB? And so I would just say the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board, which this lady is saying was well, so well run, uh, got their ideas on how to set that up from what we did in Alberta. So, look, I think we can do this well or we can do this poorly just because the Canada Pension Plan has been run well. I think one of the reasons it's been run well is because they took their model from something that existed in Alberta. And so we have a good history in Alberta of setting up these funds and not interfering in them. And I don't see, no, I don't see any reason why we couldn't do that going down the road. Ken, uh, sadly to report, we have your number. We'll be calling you again, okay? I'm always always happy to come back. All right. Appreciate your time today. Ken Bosenkul, founding partner with Meredith Bosenkul Policy Advisors, giving us his spin on this whole pension plan thing.